0: Hello, hello, hello. This is a new episode of the Tapped in SF Giants podcast. I don't know where I got that hello, hello, hello from, but that's how I start podcasts now, apparently. I am Andrew Pasquini and Leo Luna Hia. We're just going to be honest. He's at the Padres game. He he decided he's a Padres fan today. He's he's down in San Diego. He's watching those Padres. Uh, I'm pretty excited for him because it's full capacity down there. It should be electric. So stepping in today, we had to call in a uh, pinch hitter. I guess we'll call it that. That's a weird baseball reference to make on a baseball podcast. Uh, We got Luke Keck of the Blow the Whistle podcast, and I really I probably should have asked. Like, is that how you pronounce your last name? Because that's just always how my brain pronounces it. Uh, So Luke. are you doing today?
1: Hello, hello, hello. I'm stealing your intro bit, and uh, that is how you pronounce my last name. Uh, People mess it up all the time. I get Luke Beck, Luke Keek, Luke Kiki. It is Luke Keck. Uh, Just a whole lot of Ks in there, but yes, you got it right. I am more than happy to come off the bench in Leo Luna's spot. These are very big shoes to fill, but I will try my very best to fill in for uh, the world's number one Padres fan, Leo Luna. So I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for having me on. And uh, and I'm excited. I am finally on one of my regularly listened to podcasts. This is a big day for me.
0: I'm excited to have you. And yeah, the uh, the Padres, little known fact about the Padres, uh, this is a great start for a Giants podcast anyway, by the way. Uh, the Padres actually saw a picture of Leo and saw his chains and were like, well, that'd be pretty cool if we like have a chain that we pass around uh, when we mm-hmm. hit home runs, and that's how little-known fact Leo Luna led the Padres to that. Uh, but this is not a Padres podcast. This is a San Francisco Giants podcast, and I would say the Giants had a pretty good last four games, Luke. Uh, the Giants sweep the Diamondbacks, and we'll dive into that here in a second. Uh, but, yeah, the Gi- Giants are just the best team in baseball, maybe, question mark. Uh, so they started a eight-game stretch, here uh, last week it was supposed to start last thursday uh the game got rained out against the nationals so that guy bumped to saturday so it threw a double header in this four game series the giants win game one last friday uh one to zero uh anthony don't call me disco de sclafani he goes the distance nine innings pitch two hits no earned runs that is a cg shutout from Scafani he had eight strikeouts, one walk. The only run the Giants had was Buster Posey. He hit a home run, uh, as he's done this year, which is still a little bit of an adjustment period for me personally. Uh, but the play of the game, Mike Talkman, in an eighth inning, he uh, robbed Juan Soto of a potential game tying home run to keep the score at one to zero. And it felt like a good start. People were saying, hey, maybe score more runs, but that's okay. The pitching's well. And boy, oh boy, would we have liked to score more runs as they go into the next game. The Nationals beat the Giants in game one of the doubleheader. 2-0, uh, to zero. that's a seven-inning game. Kyle Schwarber hit a home run. Remember that sentence. Uh, Kevin Gosman got his first loss of the season. He only went four innings pitched, uh, four strikeouts, two walks, two earned runs, three hits five total hits from the Giants spread out through five different players including Kevin Gosman. The second game of the doubleheader. Uh the Giants win 2 to 1 which sounds great and then you realize it took them eight innings in a seven inning game to get those two runs. Uh can't complain much. Caleb Barriger, a uh, friend of the podcast, he gets the save. He's down to a 0.49 ERA after that game. Uh Lamont Wade, he went 1 for 4 with an RBI and then Omar Flores got the other RBI. Uh, giants take a two, one series lead. And then they go into the fourth game and the wheels kind of fall off. Shut out again. Second time in three days, uh, they lose five to zero Kyle Schwarber. He hits two home runs in the leadoff spot for the Washington nationals. And one of those man, they were, it was up at his head. He somehow hit it to the second deck. It was crazy. It was a, just a, a massive home run. Uh, Johnny Cueto, he gets the loss. Five and a third innings pitch, nine hits in those five-plus innings, four earned runs. He gave up those two home runs to Kyle Schwarber. So the Giants go with that four-game series scoring three runs. And, oh, my God, the offense, has it finally come back down to earth? Who knows? Maybe the Giants can't hit. Oh, wait, the Diamondbacks, they're coming to town. The Giants hang 37 runs in a four-game series right after they hang three runs in a four-game series against the Nationals. They win the first game of the series – Five to two. Alex Wood goes six inning pitch. He goes seven strikeouts in those. Crawford hits his 15th home run. Uh, pretty big play for him. I mean, he's having a season. Some people ask what his purpose was. I'm gonna make that joke until you know nobody talks about it anymore. Jake McGee comes in and makes the save, 13th save of the season as the Giants win Game 1. Game 2 of the series, it got a little weird. We did the opening strategy. Lattell came in. He didn't even record an out. He gave up four earned runs. They brought in Sammy Long, who gave up four earned runs himself. Uh, the Giants fall behind 7-0 to zero in the top of the second, and then they just chip away, and they chip away, and they chip away. And then uh, a play. I'm sure we're going to talk about a little bit here shortly. Luke, Mike Isseymski, bottom of the eighth inning, the grand slam, the play of the Giants' season, not even close, uh, gives the Giants a nine to eight victory on Tuesday, Wednesday. It's it's a little bit easier, you know. They they had the ominous start. They fall behind two to zero in the first inning, but then they bat around in the bottom half of the first inning. They score four runs there, four runs in the fourth, five in the fifth, and the Giants did not look back once that game. They win 13 to seven. Buster Posey, three for four that game with a home run, his 12th home run of the season. Steven Duggar uh, also had a home run, as well as Wilmer Flores and Brandon Bell. The Giants just kind of blew this one out early. Arizona tried to make it interesting in the top of the six, uh, with a five spot, uh, but they were not able to get it going. Uh, Anthony Sclefani, he doesn't go CG shutout. He goes five innings pitched, uh, gives up one earned run, five strikeouts, one walk. And then today or yesterday, we're just going to call it uh, Thursday because the podcast is going to come out Friday. The Giants closed the sweep out with a 10-3 victory. Uh, They had two chances for a cycle. Uh, Well, not two chances. They had one chance and uh, one fell just short. Kurt Cassali had a coming out party, three for five, four RBIs. He had a single, a home run, and a triple, the first triple of his career. And then Steven Duggar, he went three for three with a single, a double, and a triple. He didn't get his shot. At the the, uh, cycle, unfortunately, as Casale made the last out of the game for the Giants, Kevin Gosman goes eight innings pitch. He bounces back from his first loss of the season. Six strikeouts, one walk, two earned runs, and that moves your San Francisco Giants to a 44-25 record. They're up 2.5 on the Dodgers, up 6.5 on the Padres. That's why Leo is there because he is uh, scouting the Padres. That's what we're going to call it. Uh, So there you go. There's the last eight games. Giants go 6-2 and over them. Luke. What's, what stood out to you over those past eight games?
1: So, honestly, okay, I don't want to be cliche and use their, their hashtag or their motto, but honestly, the resilience of this team really stood out because in the past few years of Giants baseball, it started turning around a little bit last year, but in the past few years, especially before the Gabe Kapler era, this team could have really easily taken that series in Washington and gone into a tailspin Mm -hmm. I mean that I was worried I was frankly worried because Washington is not a very good baseball team and they just could not put it together and there's been a little bit of a as exciting as this season has been and it's been incredibly exciting there's been a little bit of a fear that I've had watching the entire time Uh, it's almost like imposter syndrome are they really this good Mm -hmm. Are they really this good? Uh, You know, should Brandon Crawford be playing like this? Should Buster Posey be playing like this in the year of our Lord 2021? Because it just, it was so out of nowhere. So that was worrying to me. I was worried like, okay, you know what? The hole in the dam is here and the water's leaking through. And then they just blew the doors off of Arizona. So I think it was a really big moment for this team to be able to come off of a tough series where granted they split, they went two and two. It's not like they got swept, but still the the two games they won weren't very convincing and the games that they lost were just scuffling. So it wasn't very inspiring. And then to come in and be like, no, you know what? Actually, that's not going to be the story of our year. We're going to take it to the Diamondbacks, and we're going to absolutely, like I said, blow the doors off. I mean, they averaged over a run per inning during this series. Oh my God. Like, that's an absolutely insane offensive output.
0: I didn't even think about it like that. It's yeah. so much crazier put in that context.
1: Yeah, like, you know, that's that's an insane way to to function in a series in Major League Baseball. And And here's the thing is, I get it. It's the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks are not good. But we just saw the Padres get swept by the Rockies who are also not good. Yes, good teams are supposed to beat bad teams. And when you are the best team in baseball or hoping to be the best team in baseball, you're certainly up there. Then, yes, you need to beat bad teams. But it doesn't mean that you sweep them this convincingly. And you have everything peppered in. You have absolute offensive out, you know outbursts. You have comebacks. You have game-winning shots by Mikey Stremski this series had it all. So resiliency is what stood out for me, the veteran leadership. And then also the young guys stepping up to just be like, nah, you know what? This is not who we are. We are not going to go into a tailspin and, you know, lose five series in a row.
0: Do you want to hear a stat that I just thought of that I'm tweeting right now because you put it in that context, the giants averaged more runs per inning in their four game series against the diamondbacks than they averaged per game in their four game series against the nationals that's bananas they scored three they scored three games in that four Or they they scored three runs in that four game series against the nationals and then scored they scored they averaged more runs per inning than in per game in that four game series and yeah that that's something that worried me like it, it wasn't I don't think I don't want to say I was ever worried about the Diamondbacks but I definitely sent the text message to the group of like you know this this doesn't this isn't inspiring baseball going into a mm-hmm. series against the the worst team in baseball and and you really make that point of it feels like this might be where it starts to crumble because I think a lot of what Giants fans have right now is you said it perfectly imposter syndrome we're just kind of we're enjoying this ride but we're waiting for it almost to come crashing down because the Giants are playing out of their mind. And Leo and I have had have had this conversation. Like, are the Giants good? And we decided a month ago, yes, they were. And and, and there's still this this part in the back of my mind that's just when's 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 this going to crash? When is this going to crash and burn? They still haven't lost more than three games in a row this season. It's,
1: it's insane. Like but, it's. It, they're really good. They're really good. Like, and it's just this I, I think it's because it's so unexpected. Mm-hmm. It, it's so unexpected. But really, when you when you look at it also, I mean, while it's unexpected, it's not unsustainable. That's the thing that is the A is giving me hope. And B, which is what made me really depressed during that national series of like, ah, damn it, what if this does come crashing down? Because it's not like they're playing, you know, out of their mind baseball in a way that nobody can keep up. You know, they are playing good baseball and smart baseball for the most part.
0: Yeah, and the Giants have three of the three things you want. Good pitching, good defense, and timely hitting. And that's just kind of what this team is. And yeah, they'll go through a stretch of games like they did against Washington. And that's, we we talk about Washington like, you know, they're they're this, you know, not a great team. And the the first one's a little brutal because you're supposed to face Scherzer and you're only able to get one run against their bullpen. Um, But traditionally they have pretty good pitching. I know it's not what it used to be. I know they don't have Strasburg. They don't have that, you know, they don't have him. They didn't really have. You know, um, Scherzer, but they, they traditionally have pretty good pitching and and something about that, I don't know, something about the nationals always seems to scare me. Um and 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 that's you know, it is what it is. What what can what can you do about it? You know, you you go through stretches of four games. Like the fact the Giants didn't get swept in a four-game series scoring three runs is almost a testament to this team. They scored three runs over a four-game series and split. And it just shows that like when that good pitching and the timely hitting kind of click together, it, it can work. I mean, you win a game with the only run coming off a Buster Posey home run and then you get another one where you don't score for seven innings and then you get two in the eighth because you start with a runner on second. But they're in positions to win games because their pitching is so damn good.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: it, it, it's it's really just – I think the thing that's going to – die first before the pitching or the good defense is that timely hitting uh, because I, that's something you can't really you know if we're, if we're making a video game you, you can put a overall number on pitching and fielding but you can't really put it it's either you can timely hit or you can't right mm-hmm. and, and so that's the mix the Giants had two games where they got the timely hits in this series and then they had two others where they didn't um, but then they go against Arizona, and they, ju- they just blow that off the door. And, I mean, I mean, do you have any last thoughts of, from the National Series before we move on to the Diamondback Series where we're probably only going to talk about one thing?
1: I mean, not really in particular. Uh, I-, I think we basically covered all of it. That was the biggest thing for me was that they were still able to split. I mean, if this team didn't have one of the better rotations in Major League Baseball – that's an easy sweep honestly with how poorly they scored so again it's a it's a testament to the roster that Farhan is putting together and, and also i mean Kepler's management to a certain extent
0: yeah and and, and a quick point with the uh pitching for the giants as well i mean you don't really have to worry about all the national news going on with major league baseball and the spider tack and all that Mm -hmm. stuff because that stuff's been out of baseball for two weeks and the giants have pretty much maintained the same level of pitching unlike other you know players out there we we don't need to name names but there there is a pitcher who has a f- you know 5.11 era this month the two starts mm-hmm. after who pitches for the dodgers you know we, we, we don't have to name names or nothing like that yeah. um trevor bauer <laughs> um but the giants are continually the, the, the pitching is still what it is and i don't think we have to worry about the uh the, the spider attack issue. And Kevin Gosman said that much as Yoda barks. That's okay. Yoda can bark. Yoda can be part of the podcast. It's okay.
1: Oh, he wants um, to be. He loves yelling.
0: So, so yeah. So, the Giants split that series with the Nationals, and they move on to play the Diamondbacks. And I'm this the stat made its rounds, um, you know, as the losing streak kind of continued. But the last time the Diamondbacks won a game on the road was Baumgartner's fake no-hitter back on april 25th and so it's 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 a combination of these things right it's the diamondbacks haven't won on the road since april the diamondbacks are currently at the start of the series i think it was a nine game losing streak now it's 13 and the giants are coming off a series where they scored three runs like Something's going to have to give here and if mm-hmm. it's not the Giants hitting it's going to be the Diamondbacks and that's kind of where the thoughts kind of get the Diamond <laughs> the Diamondbacks were so bad your brain kind of did the trick where it's like you talked to the, you talked yourself into like well they're so bad they're of course they're going to be good this series um mm-hmm. and, and then <laughs> that didn't happen um and then I guess I mean nothing super notable happened on the Monday night game. Crawford did hit his 15th home run, uh, which which leads the Giants. Um, he's six off his career high of 21. It's it's June 17th. Um, so th- that's probably the biggest notable thing that happened on on Monday night, unless I'm forgetting something. Um, but the next night is is probably why I don't remember much about Monday night. Oh, sure. Um we're not even going to like set it up because everybody knows the setup. Uh, Yastremski's grand slam, it's its the play of the year by far. I like, I know Talkman, it, it was kind of fun having Talkman have the three most important plays of the season for the Giants. Um, but this, I, you, you can't top this Yastrzemski home run. Uh, he, he comes up, Giants down three, he comes up with the bases loaded, I believe, with two outs, right? Was it a two out? Yes, it was. It was correct. a two-out grand slam. So bottom of the ninth, or bottom of the eighth, excuse me. Giants down three. He comes up with two outs and hits a grand slam. Um, and I, I, I'll start with you, Luke. You're, you're you're the guest of honor here. What was what was your reaction with it, and and kind of everything with it?
1: Just absolute like elation because it was so fun. Yeah, it was so fun. Not only. Uh, here's the thing. It was it was something where not a single part of it was bad, a- and every part of it was special because Yaz instantly really endeared himself to fans last year, became an absolute fan favorite, and he's been bad this year. He hasn't played well. He's gone through injuries. He's been struggling a little bit. You know, he was hitting in the two twenties. So it's one of those things where. I want him to succeed so much because he is one of my favorite players on this baseball team, and he gave us so much happiness during during last summer when everything sucked because of COVID. So he's a huge fan favorite. He's been struggling this year, and you always want them to, you know, you always want players like that to come back. And then the again, not necessarily improbable because it's against the Diamondbacks, but the improbability of it all coming back to potentially win a game where you get tagged with seven runs in the first two innings and then just the the swing itself like it that was one of the most absolutely beautiful bombs that I've seen all year. I mean everything was special about it. A he looked like Barry Bonds swinging the bat yes. right there. Oh yeah. And B it's just an absolute rocket out to the cove. Literally like as far as this dude could crush it. And I know that it wasn't a full stadium yet in San Francisco at Oracle yeah. Park. But the fact that just like every single one of those fans exploded out of their seats. I, I was just up immediately screaming in my apartment, probably pissed off my neighbors. Yeah. Sucks for them. <laughs> but like, their
0: fault for sleeping.
1: Yeah, exactly. Don't be a nerd and fall asleep early, and then you won't have to deal with that. But you it also was live just,
0: in Chicago, so I don't know how many two or how many people actually care about the Giants. So I guess that makes sense. Almost
1: none. Almost none. It's me and like <laughs> one other guy, and that's it. But it was just so much fun. And I rewatched it like 80 times afterwards. Yeah. It was just one of those things where I was. I was just so happy to be a baseball fan. And I know that sounds corny, but those are just the moments that make you love baseball. I mean, you know that if they don't score there, they're they're probably done for the game. You know, they're, they're probably done. They, the Diamondbacks just made terrible choices. They walk Kirk Casale to get Yaz up, and then he makes them pay for it. It was just so much fun. And it's the, the type of thing that I go like, damn, I'm going to just remember that for the rest of the mm-hmm. season. It was such a good time. So... Oh, I loved it. Every part of it.
0: Well, that's the to me that's the beautiful thing about baseball is like we're gonna remember a June fifteenth game against the worst team in baseball because of that one moment, and and, and that's something that baseball kind of gives you that not a lot of other sports can because baseball is just so random. Um, you know, any given day the Diamondbacks can beat anybody. Not the to, not the to tack onto the Diamondbacks, but. You know, it, it, it's one of those sports where it's just beautiful that you can remember a moment like that so early in the season, and and a couple things with it is, I, a I don't think there's any more electric feeling than watching a guy hit a ball along the line and having the the instant thought of, oh if that's fair that's gone, mm-hmm. and then watching the ball sail fair and being like oh my god, and then for it to be added on that like it's the game winner it's it's. It's what you dream of as a kid. I mean, as a kid, it's the bottom of the ninth inning in the World Series. But mm-hmm. that that normal down three bases loaded, we're trying to go yard here. Uh, that That's what you dream of as a kid. And and he got it. And then the other thing is, is, is you talk about rewatching it. Uh, the radio called Dave Fleming. My favorite oh, thing about Dave Fleming is we have a... <laughs> on accident, we have a level to know how excited... Dave Fleming is, and that's because of Edgar Renteria's 2010 home run with the famous voice crack when he he gets so excited and yells, yes. his voice gives out. We almost got it. We almost oh, got so it. Close. You heard it a little bit. It was, it, it, it was almost, there. Yeah. And that's how excited Dave Fleming was, and and like I, if, I hate I hate to like bring it down, but one of my first reactions was like, damn, I I wish. I wish we had a Dwayne Kuyper call on it.
1: Oh, my God, same. And I it, loved John Miller's call, but. Oh.
0: That's the amazing thing about being a Giants fan is like Dwayne Kuyper, he's out and oh, man, we have to listen to John Miller and Dave yes. Fleming, two of the best there are in the business. Like it's it, it, it's insane. It's insane how good the Giants broadcasters are. But um, back back to the conversation of the game. Yeah, it, it, the Diamondbacks are so bad that, that they they go ahead 7-0, to zero, right? And I just, I never felt like the Giants were out of it. That's just what it is. Right. Is, is, is mm. the diamondbacks are bad. The Giants are good. Maybe the first two innings are a fluke and it, it showed that it was a fluke and the hits the home run and, and it's, it's a moment. It's just, it, it's, it's one of those that like two days later, I think about and I like, I get goosebumps, mm. I get goosebumps thinking about it. Just, just watching that ball. Second splash hit of the game. I believe was a Duggar who hit the other one earlier
1: yes it yeah
0: dugger hit it in the second which is which is also a huge home run because you're down seven to nothing mm-hmm. in the second inning and now all of a sudden seven to three and you start thinking okay this this can happen so i i tweeted it out before he hit it and i think it's just we we got to confirm it on the pod uh mike yastrzemski forever giant trademark
1: all rights reserved copy easily that. forever confirmed giant that moment confirmed absolutely i mean uh honestly Yaz is probably one of the best stories to come through this organization Mm -hmm. in a really, really long time. And with stuff like this, again, when it's that player, it's just so special and so much fun Mm -hmm. that I, you just don't get that with a lot of sports other than baseball. And I love football. I love basketball. But there's something special about that type of stuff with baseball. So Yaz forever giant confirmed and you, you truly do love to see it honestly
0: yeah and, and i think part of the reason yaz is is so loved and, is because of farhan right because yastrzemski was the fir- well yastrzemski wasn't the first one because we had a little bit of the connor joe experiment right the, you remember mm-hmm. connor joe uh he connor joe was the first you know, this is a far high guy. Let's see what he has. Connor Joe didn't work out. He's starting for the, the Rockies at first base now. So he's still in the league. Still doing fine. Yastrzemski was the first, like, okay, well, the only reason we know who this guy is is because of his last name. Um, mm-hmm. But he was the first one of the no name hit. And then it, it just kind of started to roll. Now, Kevin Gosman's good. And De Sclafani's getting like, obviously Gosman and Day Sclafani, you know, they're, they're both guys who with proven MLB track records, Uh, Who have been struggling take take lower deals with the Giants. Farhan finds them. You know, you get you get Tommy Listella, same thing. And Yastrzemski is going to be the first guy that we're going to remember because he was the first of what's going to be Farhan's hundreds of hits because Farhan Mm -hmm. has this ability to find talent and just it, it works. And I've said it before, I'll say it again. He is building dodgers north because the dodgers are very much like that where one guy goes down and then boom will will smith is this catcher he's good all of a sudden right um uh, mm-hmm. uh, they have guys that step in and i mean oh, Ma-
1: max Munsey was one of those guys max
0: Muncie too yeah max Muncy was very bad with the A's. he goes to the dodgers he's good he's a great great player now and you know what's really weird about that comparison luke is Farhan's the one who built them down there. Yeah. And he's right. just brought it up to San Francisco, and and, and it's really working. And th- this is the peak moment of Mike Yastrzemski's career. Mm-hmm. And at this point, there's still obviously plenty of chances for the peak to go higher, especially if this team makes the playoffs. Um, but yeah, that that Mike Yastrzemski home run is uh, is an absolute all-time moment. And, and it's maybe one of the most – I mean, it, it's – 21 years at the stadium. It's probably going to be one of the more memorable non-Barry Bonds because Barry, like mm. <laughs> the, the the memorable home run list is just Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds, Barry Bonds. And then once you get through all the Barry Bonds ones, then Yastrzemski's probably somewhere near the top of that mm. new list.
1: That's um, that's just what's been so much fun about this team is after years of just boring with the, you know, before the Farhan era, especially. Like, this team has the ability to turn any unmemorable night into something spectacular. Mm -hmm. A a, a random night in June all of a sudden becomes one of the most fun memories I've had as a baseball fan in in quite some time. And that's what's really special about this team is they have – I know that it's becoming almost overused at this point, but this team really does have a little bit of like the 2010 vibes to me where it's just like they weren't and we're in June. Who knows what's going to happen? They could flame out. You never know. That's why we were talking about this is so special to watch now because you don't know how long it's going to last, but there's something about this where just guys, guys that weren't supposed to be doing this are doing this now and it's fun and everybody needed it after, a year without – the year from hell, honestly, with COVID and everything. And now they just take just a a random weeknight in the middle of summer and just turned into something fantastic. It's so much fun.
0: It took them spotting the Diamondbacks' seven runs for the moment. That shouldn't be lost. But, yeah, absolutely. And and I guess you could say, Luke, hashtag – resilient sf is very fitting for this team
1: it Uh, is and i roasted it when they came out with that i roasted it too but it was like that's the most lame ass thing i've ever seen i'm sorry i've been trying not to curse but it was so lame i was just like that that's the worst hashtag you're just like you're setting yourself up to be roasted and then they've just done it all year they've been very resilient all year and i'm like Damn it. How do they know? Like, Oh my goodness.
0: Um, yeah, it's, it's literally their hashtag. So I guess we'll say it's their mantra, uh, is is that resilient SF. Um, Mm Do you have any last thoughts before we pick players and get out of here? Uh, we I'm 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 announcing now we're taking Yastrzemski off the board. We talked enough about him; he got his flowers already. So neither of us will pick Yastrzemski because I think he's the obvious pick. Um, but do you have any last thoughts on this series? I don't think we really need to talk about. I mean, we'll we'll talk about a big thing that actually we'll talk about two big things that happened on Thursday uh, with our players. So. Don't, don't worry about it too much if you're like, hey, things happened on Thursday. But uh, do, do you have any last-second thoughts on, on the Diamondback series?
1: Not in particular, no. I think we uh, we ran through it pretty pretty hard.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I just don't know how much you could take away from I mean, obviously, they scored 37 runs. That's the big takeaway. But uh, I don't know how much you want to brag about a four-game sweep of the worst team in baseball, especially when <laughs> something as big as Yastrzemski's home run happens. I think that's really the focus of this series um i'm I'm looking at the box score for wednesday see if i missed anything yeah oh five home runs uh tied for the second tied for the second most in oracle park oracle park sbc at&t pack bell park history uh six is the record they hit five on wednesday night posey hit one dugger hit one belt hit one uh uh, flores hit one and i'm missing one wade hit one there we go um so there's the five home runs that's something to note um But other than that, yeah, it's just the series against the Diamondbacks. They took care of business. Good news is I think the Giants have 10 games left against the Diamondbacks this year, so that's a good thing. Uh, The more games against the Diamondbacks, the better. Luke, we're going to pick players. Who is your standout player of the week?
1: So uh, this might be a little surprising for some people because he did not have a good series whatsoever against Washington, but I'm going with Steven Duggar. Steven Duggar was absolutely on fire during Arizona or during this series against Arizona. I mean, I think he hit 600 uh, against the diamondbacks throughout the series. I will do quick I...
0: math for you to tell you while you're talking.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that because not only can I not read, but I cannot add. So that is very helpful to me, but he, uh, he went hitless in the series against Washington and Steven Duggar is the one player who I have been wondering a little bit, is this success sustainable for him? Because we have seen him be one of those players in years past who has never really been able to put it all together. And I I have worried about that over his career. And now I'm just all of a sudden like, what, dude, is he good? Like Steven Duggar just became good all of a sudden. And then he absolutely, I mean, he raised his series from – uh, or he raised his average from what was it, uh, 286 at the end of the Washington series to 324.
0: Yeah, he went uh, seven uh, for 10.
1: Yeah, so 700, 700. And he was just absolutely out of this world. And he is one of those guys who, again, embodies that resiliency of this team and that resilient mentality. He had a terrible season or series against Washington. He's been a guy who has not had a full season where he's put it all together at to the plate in his career thus far, and then he comes back and he absolutely crushes it. He hit, like you mentioned, a very necessary home run in that comeback game against the Diamondbacks. They don't win that game without him necessarily or without that home run. I mean, you never know what will happen if you yeah. sub a player for one another, but still, without that home run, Yastrzemski doesn't have the opportunity for that moment. And he just kind of blew the doors off. So Duggar is my guy for this week because, again, like it would have been for this team, it would have been very easily e- easy for him to continue a slump at the plate. And I was very happy that he did not do that. So Steven Duggar is my guy for this week. Very excited for him.
0: I mean, just to tell you how locked in he is uh, mentally, he goes 0 for 9 in that four-game series against the Nationals. And he turns it around and goes seven for ten against the Diamondbacks. I mean, it, it's really the the story of the team, right? Is is they didn't do well against mm-hmm. the Nationals, blew the doors open against the um, Diamondbacks, but yeah, Duggar Duggar's been something. He his average went down from three fifteen to two eighty six because of that National Series, and now he's back up to what 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 you say three twenty four. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, hell of a year from him. He he was one of those guys where we've heard his name for a few years and we've been kind of waiting to see what yeah. what he actually is and and he is really I mean his career average is 250. He's up at 324 this year in 108 at bat. So he's he's having a season. So great great call with him. I'm going to go with somebody who only played one game against Washington also went hitless uh and a lot of Giants fans have been calling for his head. He went on the IL Chad Chadwick Trump gets called up. Uh, Trump has a couple decent games. Uh, and the second Kurt Casale comes off the IL Trump gets sent back down. Uh, and people are like, well, Casali's hitting one Oh four on the season. Uh, and then he goes into Washington. He plays the second game of the double header. He goes 0 for three. He lowers his average to one hundred. His batting average is 100 at that point, and and you know it's 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 another oh no, Kirk Casale can't hit uh, type of thing. And then you know he goes three for four in game one of the series. You know game game one of of the series, he's three for four. Uh, doesn't really do much. He just hits three singles. Like he doesn't score a run. He doesn't really do anything. That one game raises his average from 100 to 135. Um. The big reason he's going to get player of the game though, or player of the week for me is Tuesday night. Uh Yastremski obviously as we said, he we're not picking him because he's the obvious choice. You know what doesn't happen if Kurt Kasali doesn't walk with two outs as a pinch hitter, hmm. Yastremski's grand slam. Uh Kasali mm-hmm. draws the walk, uh he he works at the 3-1 draws the walk to load the bases and and it was one of those moments, and in all fairness to to Kurt Casali, it was one of those moments where, oh God, this is the pinch hitter. We need a we need a runner on base, and if we're going to one thirty five batting average. Kurt Casali, he draws the walk, and Yastrzemski hits the grand slam. Without Kurt Casali, that grand slam doesn't happen, plain and simple. Um, so, so that that's where he's getting his biggest. That that's where I decided he was probably going to be my pick, and then of course today. Luke, he goes three for five, four RBIs, uh, two runs, or excuse me, three for five, four RBIs, uh, two runs, his first home run as a Giant, and the first triple of his career, uh, double shy of the cycle, that batting average that was 100 after the Nationals game is up two. 165 anytime you could raise your batting average 0.65 points in a series i don't care how low that batting average is you had a damn good week and kurt casali deserves to be recognized for how good of a week and how important of that that walk was for this team as weird as it sounds giving a player player of the week for a walk yeah i'm gonna give it to the guy who's batting 165 because there's a million other outcomes that could have come there that were negative And he got what he needed.
1: I love it. I love it. Give people their flowers, no matter their overall batting average. That's why we listened to, uh, to Tapped in SF giants.
0: Yeah. And like people, people, you know, like to talk about his average. Why is he in the lineup? Well, it's obvious he's in the lineup for his defense. Uh, there's a reason he's on this team still. So it, and, and I think he showed it offensively this series against the Diamondbacks. So, Kurt Casale is my pick. Luke goes Steven Duggar. And as a whole, Mike Yastrzemski, uh, uh, players of the week. Luke, we're about ready to get out of here. So, we're going to look forward to what is going on for the Giants this next week. They are about ready to open a three-game series against the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh I do not know who's pitching off the top of my head, but if you give me a second to look it up, I can tell you. I believe Johnny Cueto is going to pitch game one of the three-game series. No, it's TBD, according to MLB.com. The Phillies are going to run with Spencer Howard in game one of the series. Uh, no, that's game three. Wow. MLB.com is really confusing. I just assumed they set it up per series. They don't, they do it in weird three game breakups. Here we go. Now I can do it. Luke. This is very great. I know great radio. Uh, game (laughs) one of the series is Friday night tonight. If you're listening, Vince Velasquez is going to take on Johnny Cueto game. Two of the series is a one Oh five start time. Aaron Nola, who is really struggling to say the least, uh, three, six, nine ERA, not what you expect from him. Uh, He will take the bump for the Phillies going up against Alex Wood. And then, as I said, on accident, thinking it was game one of the series, game three of the series, 105 starts Sunday. Spencer Howard is going to face TBD. Uh, The Giants have the day off on Monday, and then they're going to go into a two-game series against the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, down in L.A. It's just a baby two-game series, which will lead to Thursday off for the Giants, which is the next time you will hear me and Leo. Uh, We'll be back next week. And quick reminder for those of you who like watching the Giants on TV, which is why I think the reason you're here is uh, the Giants are playing on Peacock uh, all weekend, Uh, so the games will not be on NBC Sports Bay Area. They will be on Peacock. As a wrestling fan, I get to say it because WWE Network moved their whole catalog to Peacock. Uh, The Giants will play the Phillies on the cock, and Dick has a chance to hit a home run. So that's (laughs) something to look forward to if he's activated from the IL, which he may or may not be. So we'll see. Luke, uh, what are you excited for about the Philly Angels series? Just real quick.
1: Uh, Just hopefully uh, continuing on their winning ways uh hopefully continuing to give me something to do with my weeknights here in Chicago as I deal with the humidity and I can sit on my couch with my dog hopefully just watching them cook uh I'm not too worried about either of those teams uh I'm I'm not especially excited to have to watch the cock but I suppose I will download it if need be uh Hopefully MLB TV just has them on there, but we'll we'll
0: see. Yeah, they um, haven't been very clear about that. How hot is it in Chicago yeah. right now?
1: Uh it's actually been pretty nice uh this week. It's gonna be uh we're actually having a little bit of a cold stretch. It's gonna be in like the 70s, but before that it was like 90 with like 80% humidity, and I was just screaming at the sky, hating my life and uh pumping my AC as hard as it possibly could go.
0: So night, what, what does that feel like then, like temperature-wise?
1: Uh, very disgusting because you walk outside and you're just sticky. You're just like, ah, it's hot. And also I'm wet. And I don't know what really what to do with this now. And I have long hair and my hair is just going crazy. So I've just been wearing a hat every single day of my life. But, yeah, it's very it's very upsetting material. Um. Yeah,
0: because uh, yeah, it's a very cool 108 right now in Sacramento, California.
1: So that's uh, legitimately horrifying. Yeah. So, that's anyways,
0: the, that was talking weather here on the Tapped In San Francisco Giants podcast. I am Andrew Pasquini. Uh, Luke, you want to plug where people can find
1: you? Absolutely. First of all, I want to thank Andrew and tapped in San Francisco Giants for having me on. I'd like to thank Leo for being a Padres fan and not making it onto uh, this episode so that I could come in. Uh, But I sincerely had a great time. I love talking about the Giants. Uh first and foremost you can find me every week talking on my podcast Blow the Whistle. We cover everything Bay Area sports. We cover the Giants, we cover the 49ers, we cover the Warriors, we cover the Sharks here and there. We cover everything that you need if you live in the Bay Area. So find us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find the podcast on uh, Twitter at BlowTheWhistleP on Instagram at BlowTheWhistlePod underscore. And if you'd like to see the worst account in the world, you can follow me at BayLuke underscore. I tweet about sports. I tweet about other things I won't mention on this podcast. But it is upsetting and it is a good time. So follow me on Twitter at BayLuke or on Instagram at LukeBK. Again, thank you guys so much for having me. This was a blast.
0: Luke, it's always appreciative. And just just so you know... You're the first option off the bench now because you're the first one Thank to you. Say yes. So there you go. Uh, Hugh, you blew your chance, buddy. I'm sorry. Uh, so that's gonna be it this week. Uh tapped in SF Giants podcast. As we said, we're gonna we're gonna go away. I thought the Giants record was on my screen. It was not. We are going to leave you with the San Francisco Giants, currently 44-25, and two-and-a-half game lead on the Dodgers, a six-and-a-half lead on the Padres, 16-game lead on the Rockies, and in case you're worried about those Diamondbacks, they're a whole 24-and-a-half out. That'll be it this week. We'll see you guys next week right here on the Tapped In San Francisco Giants podcast.